This is Captain's Log 877. For the first time ever, I've been able to get the motherfucking pod stream situation together, and we are currently doing our first private live stream for the podcast. So a nigga's really geeked up. What better way to do this than to talk about heroes today? This was a topic that was brought to me by the crewmate Panda the Dawn, and she was really excited to get into the morality of heroes. I guess she read a story, and either she was fucking with the hero, or she wasn't fucking with the hero. And if I remember correctly, we did have this weird-ass conversation on a Twitter space about anti-villains and anti-heroes. And that was pretty confusing because niggas didn't know the difference. So hopefully we can cover a couple of those things in today's episode. But without further ado, we finna get into this shit. Supernovas and welcome back to the Worst Generation Podcast. This is our absolute first live stream. Uh, I've already talked about it in the captain's log, but y'all finna get this shit again. This is our first private live stream. I'm excited for it. This has been a long time coming and we hope to do this going forward, depending on how difficult it is for me to do this week to week. So, uh, like I said, this is a big moment. First and foremost, I am going to introduce the crew because you can see all these niggas on the screen right now. So it makes no sense for me to continue the episode without introducing everybody. Uh, first up, we got my man looking like he was transmitting from an Atari camera. Uh, it's mad pixelated, but the do-rag is crips, cripsy and it's red. That's some bullshit, GB. The do-rag is crispy. <laughs> uh, my man, Master D. It's actually pink do rag, so don't no, we don't we don't throwing up them big B's out here, we're throwing them big C's out here. Yo, do rag pink. Does that not look pink too? Or that look? No, that shit that should look red to me on my computer screen, but it it could be my sex. It's a little red. Well, let's just call it salmon to make you know make it everyone happy. But what's going on, Supernovas? It's me, Master D, aka Pandemic D, aka Miss. I painted her walls and Plan B didn't work, but it's always a Plan D, aka Drex to Destroy, aka Nigga Rome with a Dense Bone, aka Kuroko the Forgotten One, aka Let Me Clear My Throat. <coughs> Hello, what's your hotline? This is Master D speaking. How may I help you? Welcome back again to a wonderful episode. It's brought to you by the Worst Generation Podcast and sponsored by Patreon. Hope you had all after a wonderful night, and we're here again to bring you a wonderful episode. Brought to you by me. Uh, and brought to y'all by Master D. We might have to have this nigga host. I 100% underestimated how funny this shit was going to be seeing all y'all faces <laughs> while we was podding for the first time. Uh, I did not imagine that that's how you finna fucking clear your throat every time, and I don't know that I'm looking forward to that. But it's dope as hell to see you go through your intro. Uh, can I say, I especially love that you hold your mic like a 70s talk show host and you just be in this bitch vibing like this, like chilling. 
I mean, I don't want to put it down because then, you know, it's going to roll over the place and it's going to, you know, knock out. I'm official out here. You know, you want to hold like a gangster. Like, yo, what's up? Like, I'm rapping. You don't got a mic stand, nigga? Hey, hold I it do, actually. Hold it, hold I it do have side. a mic stand. I have a mic stand and everything, but I just don't want to set it up. So I just hold the mic to my hand because, you know, hold that we can like put it down on it. Nigga, I hear like you know, a gang so, show host and shit. So, just know I'm ready. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> you bad at sense. <laughs> Uh, I'm tired <laughs> Next up on the pod Since we do have video I've been excited to see this man Do a video intro for a long time We kind of got a snippet <laughs> back in the day And that shit was mad lit But for the first time ever On what will be a public episode Maybe in a month or so Once the videos hit YouTube We got my boy That boy Frankie Yo 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 What's good Supernovas Get your shit up It's time for that season I don't Oh, slander is the Superman Metropolis, the Batman of Gotham, the man who told the Grinch there will be no Christmas. It's me, Dead Boy Frankie, hitting y'all with that super. And as always, urban for the casual anime fan, what's good, Pod? Let's go. Uh, shout out to you because the acoustics is mad different in the new apartment. Uh, you oh, got yeah. like a, it's got like a totally different sound. I think because you had carpet in the last joint, yeah. and now it's looking like you Hardwood. got hardwood floors. Yeah. yeah, that shit bouncing, but it's making your voice just like reverberate. Is that the Extra proper terminology? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, I got to figure the, the setup out in here still, but yeah, I'm loving it. I feel that shit, man. Congratulations. Uh, last but certainly not least, one of the crowd favorites. Damn, I got the hiccups and shit. Yeah, last but not least, one of the crowd the favorites, celebrity? the most famous person on the podcast, the most recognizable face in the Twitter community. Wearing her brand new panda fur crew neck. Uh, look at that shit. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's Ooh. luscious in the camera. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> the host of For the Love of Panda, you may know her from Twitter Spaces, her popular show. Uh, we are now going Let's on go. episode three. First lady of the pod, Panda the Don. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Panda the Don, better known as the OG Panda, better known as Pitbull Panda, better known as. Panda with the hammer, better known as Panda on the water. Panda known as, better known as the Haikyuu ambassador. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> Where's the hammer? Where's the hammer? I didn't hear no banging. Y'all didn't Whoa, hear me bang? Nah, I didn't, didn't come through. We gonna, we gonna say that that shit worked, and we just gonna keep moving on with the episode. Oh, that shit okay. ain't working. Uh, <laughs> I hate it here. Last but not least, uh, I mean, we already introduced Panda, but I never really give myself an intro except for the first part of the podcast. But I'm super excited about something. Uh, I actually got, like, fake proposed to by my lady. And since we is on video, Ooh. I can't show y'all my silicone ring. I'm balling. Ooh. I'm balling. Okay. I'm really excited about this silicone ring because um, I, I do work in the office, but I also have to work in the field a lot. And... I don't get to wear like regular jewelry and rings out there all the time because you can damage the shit. And so we went back and forth because she like, when I give you the wedding band, you can't just not wear it. And I'm like, well, damn, I I don't want to like destroy my shit when I go into the field. It's like, you can't just not wear it. So I was like, can we settle on just getting me like a silicone ring that you like and that I like and we can be lit together? And so she got me a little silicone ring. It's a little joint. I wore it to work today. Feeling like a bad bitch, you know. It means that somebody's showing a hand off. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, what time is it? Oh, it means some shit like, yeah, man, I don't even know how I feel about this scratching my neck for no reason and shit. Wasn't <laughs> that mad shit? Even though you know, you're right-handed, <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might, I might even do like her huh, when I say goodbye to people. Just 
All right Wait. now. See y'all. <laughs> Toodles. I might do that shit. I really don't know how to go about being a fiance. Um, so you know, I'm learning as I go. Bear with me, people. I may fuck this shit up. Uh and you know, hopefully we just keep going. Cause I be learning little shit. Like, uh, so the other day we was talking about it, and these old black women had told her, like, back in the day, it would you couldn't let people sweep your feet. Like if somebody was sweeping like a barbershop or oh, some yeah. shit. If people sweep past your feet or sweep your feet, then that means like a man will never come and sweep you off your feet. Like some superstitious shit like that. It's so much shit that go into weddings and stuff that I never heard of that I sit around sometimes and be like, how is all this shit traditions? Mm -hmm. Also, I found another tradition. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to do that either. I don't know if that's us. You're not going to jump over the broom? I don't know. What about about breaking? What about breaking the glass? I know, what is it? I think um, the Jewish, they break the glass like under the cloth. I don't know what that symbol. Oh, yeah, I've seen I don't know that too, before, but I don't know. I guess a lot of witch traditions. I don't, I don't know if that's really our move. Uh, we're not really traditional mm. in that sense. So we're trying to really figure out what matrimony looks like to us, and we want to do something that's going to be u- unique to us the whole way through. So um, that is one thing I'm happy for that through and through we've been ourselves in the process so far, and I hope that we can continue to do that because. It's a lot of pressure from external forces. It's like, well, y'all got to do this. Y'all got to do that. It's not this if it ain't if it doesn't have that. And um, for me, it's kind of like, fuck y'all niggas, man. I don't give a fuck. Like, I want to do this. But uh, I know that my personality and my approach to a lot of things is not always the right answer. So GB be trying to chill. I've been just sipping juice and just relaxing. My niggas is getting in their Shout out to Mike sipping juice. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that nigga Mike, man. Um Housekeeping items. Uh, first up, got to promote the pod. So I'm going to tell everybody, make sure that y'all go to the Worst Gen Pod website. It's a lot of cool shit there. Um, you can check out the entire page. There are easy links for you to follow so that you can get in tune with the pod. Um, you can check out uh, us on all the podcast streaming platforms. Subscribe to our newsletter. Hit us up on Patreon. Download the Anime and Manga User Guide. You can also find out about the crew. We're all listed on there, so you can find out little tidbits about us, like our top three, uh, what our favorite animes, uh, our characters are, and also some of our best episodes that we've been featured on uh, audio-wise. Don't forget to go over to the shop, check out our merch. We got t-shirts, we got book bags, we got uh, we got we got Mercer's fanny packs that I don't have mine on me right now, but I'm yeah, there you go, product placement in the motherfucking picture. Uh, and then last but not least, you definitely can check out our Patreon and support us from the website too. Uh, if you want to get these video episodes early as fuck, like you're a first timer that's just now coming over to our podcast, check out the video episodes, uh, on the Patreon and you can get these like day of as we stream live. Uh, that's it for that promotion right there. I also want to talk about anime after dark. Cause everyone knows we do those every Wednesday, nine 30 CST. That should be lit. If you're East coast, I know that's hard for y'all to make. I feel that big hard. So you can always pull up for the pregame. That happens at 845 CST. Um, and the pregame is nuts. It's mad energy in the pregame. We got DJ Mike Unbothered. DJ, is it DJ Unbothered? DJ Unbothered. On, Mike Unbothered. It's DJ, DJ Mike. Mike Unbothered. He's going with the whole name. Okay, we got DJ Mike Unbothered on the ones and twos. He goes crazy with all the music, all the playlists in the pregame. Uh, he's got these very special drops from Moody. And she went absolutely nuts. So uh, definitely pull up to the pregame and, you know, do the damn thing. Uh, speaking of Moody, shout out to 
shout out to our patrons. Shout out to Moody. Shout out to Ked. Shout out to Malcolm. Uh, shout out to all the Worst Gen crew that supports us. Shout out to uh, who else is at that ten dollar tier that'll be getting these videos regularly. Um, oh well, that's Glove, and he a patron member. So shout out to Glove, man. We appreciate all y'all. Thank y'all for supporting the pod. We couldn't have made it this far without you guys. And also, and last thing I want to talk about housekeeping is Panda mentioned in her um, in her intro on the water. Uh, if you guys want to know what on the water means, Lost Tapes Volume 2 is on the way soon. We're putting the audio together right now. Hilarious conversation between me, Panda, and Sensei. So y'all can see us embarrass the fuck out of ourselves and expose our age and our singing voices. So uh, yeah, be in tune for Lost Tapes Volume 2 coming soon. That's it for housekeeping. Let's get into this fucking episode, man. What y'all been reading and watching this week? Oh, I have to Dang catch shit. I have to catch up on. I haven't read any like of JJK Sakamoto days, um, fucking solo leveling, Tokyo Revengers, uh, I'm dead on luck, and my hero and stuff since like last Sunday. I've been distracted. I started, you know, y'all started. I'm still like in the throes of my new job and stuff, so I'm starting to be more proactive. Congratulations! Um, so thanks. I've been. I have like three appointments tomorrow, so I have to do like. I have to do review and uh, treatment plans with kids and parents, so I'm being more proactive in that matter. But I haven't been reading much. I've been reading my web comics. I've catch up on that really well. This is actually the first time I turned on my computer in like over a week, so it's been a minute. Um, but I've been watching, keeping up with my anime for this season. So Jobless Reincarnation, World's Finest Assassin, Restaurant to Another World season two. Platinum Man, The Faraway Paladin, and Banished from the Heroes Party. I started A Quiet Life in the Country. And I've also started Nichijo. Well, I'm on episode 16, well, 17, which is okay. It's getting not repetitive, but like, I don't know. It's just. It's not hitting I'm ready to, I'm ready to just finish it and just move on to something else. Mm. Yeah. Feel that. Um, for me, this past week or past couple months has been kind of hectic for me between work, school, and just life in general. So I haven't been watching much like you know, um, anime or reading as much. I keep up with One Piece every now and then. That's probably the only thing I'm consistent on. I did um, start reading um, Spy Family as well, too. So I've been reading that as well. Now that new anime is coming out, I'm definitely get tuned in. Um, I read, I think, a few chapters of the My Hero as well, too. Definitely been enjoying this new arc. Freaking stars, shout out to stars and stripes. She's a fucking beast. Let's go. She's been going nuts. Going nuts, bro. And I'm just like, what can't you do right now? Like, you got your eight, eight, eight strands and shit. You all better than all my, you might as well, dude. So I've been fucking with her. Um, Somebody asked, would she beat all might in the fight? And um, I, I, feel I, like her, I feel like her ability is OP as fuck. Like, she should mm-hmm. be able to beat all might in the fight, but she made the comment in one of the panels that. She's not on the level of All Might, uh, Prime All Might, at least, which yeah. is like still unbelievably unbelievable to me because her fucking power is is OP. Ridiculous. OP like it could be like she does idolize him, and the, it not may not be specifically his abilities and his power, but also just him as an icon in that universe that she hasn't mm-hmm. made it to where he is. So it might That's not fair. just be his abilities; it's also just him, like being as big as he is and as influential as he is. So it might yeah. just be that. 
Yeah, because his influence definitely went, went, went bigger when he was traveling in America. Like, just to save one little girl, like, just one little incident, now she's a number one hero in that country. So his impact has definitely reached the people deeply. And, you know, as for her to be the way she is now, she's definitely probably going to be the next number one hero in the world, if not the best. Because her power is up here already, and she already commands respect from her people. Like, I'm, I, was, I'm, I was reading the last panel, I remember she said, be ready, boys. Only one of you might make it home tonight. So, like, she knows that this is going to be a deadly battle, that we might not all make it back home today, but just hold on with me. And she just hopping from jet to jet. I cannot lie. She's really cool in my book. And uh, so I've been enjoying that lately. Definitely want to see the My Hero movie over the weekend, but didn't get a chance to go see it either. But um, hopefully I was watching it like you know, yeah, same life. Life been just trash, and then I saw another class today too. So I'm working a lot right now. Just on another second class, another six week class. I'm gonna be doing, <laughs> yeah, all in efforts to making more money. So let's go. That's been the crazy thing about the pod, because like we all life has been life for everybody. So like Panda started her new job <clears> and she's picking up extra things. Cuzzo just moved and started a new job. We got uh. Gloves is like doing wedding and everything he got going on in his personal life. Uh, you doing like three classes and working two jobs. And I don't think you've mentioned that you slept in like the past two weeks and shit when we talk on the phone. Uh, me personally, like I, I spent the last month trying to get the podcast together for this um, this part of our life. But then also working on all my, I had to do all my professional recertifications last month. I had deadlines on them and uh, the engagement. So like it's just been so much shit going on that it feels like it's been hard to coordinate. So uh, I say I have to say I'm grateful that we've been able to be here uh, and discuss Stars and Stripes being OP and beating the shit out of everybody. Do y'all think, uh, without going into spoilers, just yes or no, y'all think uh, Shiggy finna, or really off of one, y'all think that nigga finna own her? Um, I honestly feel like he might, just because he, he the way he uses his powers is so damn effective and efficient. He knows how to properly use the right quirk like get that get the his opponent down so so and plus and when he figured out her quirk so fast and quickly bro within the first bro. couple moves he's like okay i understand it now i know what you need to do understand the fallbacks and drawbacks i'm like damn nigga she just got here she's only so, used the bitch once yeah <laughs> once. i think that she'll win this fight but it's gonna take like you know he'll take his pound of flesh mm-hmm. and the only reason that he'll like even put up that fight is because she's gonna underestimate him somehow because, like, I just feel like she has some of that innate hubris she would have if you're at that level that none of these niggas can fuck with me. And the fact that he already figured out what her power is so quickly, that's going to be to his advantage. I kind of want her to want her power to look for her to lose her power a little bit, you know? Just because the I know Shiggy would repurpose that power so she'll off on whatever so efficiently and you know she will get so hectic i kind of like want that you know worst case scenario outcome a little bit but i know you might not happen but it'll be exciting to watch i uh i don't really want um i don't really want shiggy to get her power so i'm hoping like if Same. she does if she does go down I'm just kind of like, I hope she can do like a last ditch effort rule and just be like, yo, Chiggy, like she figures out how to make sure um, to make her rules apply and say like, yeah, this dude, this dude can't, he can't utilize my quirk uh, going forward. I feel like uh, maybe that, but remember she has like, she keeps one for herself. So 
she could probably have one where she could, I don't know, let's say teleport or some shit. You know, like a, she probably has like you know the escape clause, if you will, for herself. Should something go wrong? <clears throat> well, because I'm well, she says she can only use like three rules at a time, right? And she's two, always using one rule on herself. Two. One's oh, always on herself, so she gets one. Yeah. Really. Well, so yeah. So for me, I don't know. So, and plus, yeah. she's up. She's up in the air right now, flying on jets. It's gonna be definitely gonna be a bad. That was her entrance was actually pretty sick. I, pretty I like badass girl came in with the jets. I can bro, when she um turned the air solid though. I cannot lie, that was the coolest power move I've ever seen. And I'm just like, yo, that is kind of freaking OP. Turning the air solid just to swatch someone out of the sky like. A yeah, I was like, her entrance was was phenomenal. I'm I'm, I'm waiting, looking forward to really seeing it animated. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, what about you, Kuzo? What you been reading and watching this week? Uh, My Hero, JJK, um, Solo Leveling, uh, just all that stuff I normally would read. Uh, One Piece, uh, Black Clover. That's pretty much like my my standard rotation. But I did fall off. I fell off hard for the uh, like the past month. And I use a I think it's called Manga Plus or whatever. So only saves the latest three chapters. So I was like, oh, I got to catch up before I lose the chapter. And I got to go find it somewhere else. So I was like, I had to binge read all of that. Um, and that just showed me, I was like, well, I really just fell out for a whole month. Like, I haven't been reading anything. Um, so I had a nice little catch up this past week or two. Um, but nothing really new. Uh, I haven't really watched any anime in probably several months. Um, like, I watched a little bit of One Piece to catch up. But, like, even though it's at the hype part in Wano, it's like, I'm. I haven't been. Just felt compelled to watch it, and I really want to. But I just haven't found that time yet. Um, you kind of stressed for not watching shit in several months because you're on an anime podcast. So you know you <laughs> gotta watch shit technically for us mm-hmm. to be relevant. But as long as you've been reading, I guess it count. Like it matters. Uh, I like I too have not watched much anime. I think outside Odd Taxi and Scissor Seven. I haven't really watched shit, but I have been on a reading binge like crazy. Uh, manga has been my go-to since I started my new job back in April, May. I've been here for six months. Damn. Time be flying. Time yeah, bro. Uh, <laughs> so I've been on the manga binge ever since then. And uh, I would say, the f- I don't know if it's my favorite chapter of the week, but I really fucked with, uh, with Undead Unlucked this week. I don't well, know if any. I have, I have to still read it. I still gotta read okay. it. Okay. Uh, Sunday, Sunday before, like last Sunday. So like, it's been two Sundays. I haven't caught up to the new like chapters and stuff. I should probably do that. Yeah. Do you know, right I, I, I honestly hate getting caught up week to week because I know I'm gonna be anticipating that next chapter so bad. So I try to let it build up for a while. Like especially on Dead and Lock, it was still so new to me when I first started reading it. Only read like a few chapters, probably look like chapter 20. So like probably give it a couple more chapters before I get up to like, you know, start binging and get caught up. Cause I don't want I hate going week to week, man. With that week to week is so nerve-wracking. I really want to just, you know, enjoy that nice long week. So I get like a nice overall picture. Like so it's like I'm watching a story in my head as I'm reading this, not just like I'm to end on cliffhangers every freaking week. Cause I know the story's gonna get good. I've been enjoying that too. As well as watching Platinum Man, that's fire. Band mentioned it, and it's definitely been a great anime. Been enjoying that watch. You say you've been watching uh, what now? Platinum End. It is good. Don't let uh, don't let Tell and Polo hear you praise Platinum Man because they mad that everybody's been praising that shit, and it's not the best anime of the season. 
And they I do an 86 train though. <laughs> For me, I, I don't like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't know you was uh, talking. Oh, um, I talked to Till about his thoughts about playing in. Like it's for me, it's too soon to call it the best because I think it has a lot of potential. Because remember, this is the same guy who made Death Note and Bakuman, mm-hmm. and um, I forgot the one before <clears throat> Death Note. But he's the one that, the same man got who created those series is the one who created this one. So I think there's like a lot of hype and a lot of you know expectation behind Planet in because of what his, his previous work has done. So I think it, it has a lot of potential. This is what I told Tell. I think uh, it has a lot of potential to be great. It's just, you know, I'm excited to see what happens next. But for me, I wouldn't call it the best because, like, you know, we, we just really kind of starting out on a lot of series. So we don't know how this, if this series is going to end up following along with the manga, which I think a lot of us haven't read, or if it's going to go completely out the rails and people are going to start bashing it. So it's too soon to say that, any anime from this season, especially, is um, the best best anime. This is just my views on the things, though. But I, I enjoy Platinum Man. It's not my favorite. No, though. I I agree with you, and I agree with uh, Polo and Tail too. I think uh, part of their take, or at least from what I took from when Polo was talking about his take, uh, part of what they were saying was the hype train is already rolling on Platinum Man. It's rolling at full speed. A la Demon Slayer, not to that same level that Demon Slayer was getting, but Platinum Man came in the game rolling, and it already had those credentials behind it. Accomplished Mangaka that's already worked on other projects. The animation was looking on point in the trailer, so we knew it was going to be good, and I think people came in with that hype, and it's kind of built off that. And um, for them, other projects have been better to them subjectively. Uh and that's why they pushing like the 80, like I'm tired of hearing about Platinum Man all the time because these other projects out there. Uh, I have, I just started 86, because uh, of Mike Check. Um, but like I said, I'm not watching much anime. So I think I watched like one episode and then I couldn't, I didn't have time to watch more. So like 86 is just sitting there and uh, <clears throat> I haven't got around to, uh, what's the other one? I want to finish Blue Period. Oh, yes. I've been reading that one as well too. I have been reading that. It's been a nice read. I'm about four or five episodes into Blue Perry, and Blue Perry has been good. Has a person who went to art school, but just has a creator, creative that's like making content right now. I some of the lessons kind of hit me. I know I'm not exactly painting or doing art in that sense, but the lessons do hit me in a different way. So like Blue Period has really been relevant. And sometimes best animated season is not just based on like the technicals; it's also based on like what was most relevant for that time period and what was yeah. hidden. Where the story was really smacking on, so uh, <clears throat> it is too early to call it. We just stepped into fall, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Platinum Men is is getting like Mariah Carey Christmas songs. That shit, they call it the best. Always <laughs> back in top two hundred. <laughs> yeah, bro, we already on top one hundred. No, we're we not skipping Thanksgiving, bro. We not skipping Thanksgiving. Bro, we, Slow it we down. Pa- we ain't even well, past Turkey Day yet. Turkey Day. Yeah. We ain't talking about that. Um, I did have something to say about um, Platinum Man for sure. It definitely is on a very big hype train right now, but I would say in terms of like the animation, I think that's probably like one of my, my best parts I've been enjoying the most, like just the way the animation looks, the visuals, the way that they animate the angels and everything, because when they show like the universe and the gods, I'm like, that is beautiful. I enjoy that, like, you know, visually just watching it. The story for me has been kind of like, you know, slow picking up a little bit, like, you know, you get the general just what they're doing, you know, but, um, 
then when it comes to like you know understand like why they're doing this like why they pick these candidates and why is it just because they were they want to kill themselves or is it because they were just like you know they have an online you know reasons for picking these candidates and why did they everyone have angel so it's a lot of questions that are slow and answered that i want to know but mm-hmm. so far it's been pretty good i want to call it anime of the year yet because you know attack time is coming still so we're just gonna wait on that but as of right now, it's definitely been probably like one of my favorites and watching them do the new season and it's coming out now. Cause I've, I've been watching on what's it on? Um, the Little Father and Son and I think Bakugan or Sakugan. Um, Sak- Sakugan is decent. The Father Daughter? Yeah, Sakugan. Yeah, Father Daughter Duel. That's, yeah, that's a pretty good. I've been enjoying that dynamic. Work. Yeah, it's a nice little like upbeat anime. Definitely, you know, nice and cheerful and definitely keeps my attention, you know, just like kind of men. Um, I haven't checked out anything else for the new season, but I do want to check out, um, I think it's Ranking of Kings. I've heard good things about that one as well, too. Yeah, I heard about that one, too, but I haven't uh, checked it out. Uh, Sakugan, I let that shit play at work, but I haven't exactly watched it, if that makes sense. You know how you just let some anime run, mm-hmm. but you you plan to watch it, but then you end up forgetting that you were watching it. And now you working this shit and you look up and it's episode four and you like, damn, I gotta rewind all this shit. Or can I just figure, <laughs> or can I just figure out what's going on right now, G? I think if I pay attention for these next 10 minutes, I could probably decipher <laughs> everything that's happened. Uh yeah. that's where I'll be at with Sakugan. So um that whole shit went by and I kind of like looked up on episode three, I think it was. It was like, damn, I forgot I was even letting this play. Um let me ask you, let me ask you this question. How do you feel about the recent, you know? upgrade like you know um more you know mech anime coming out now how do you feel about it i've noticed a lot of anime coming out now they're very mech related or mech in a sense like you know they have some mechs in them so how do you guys feel about that i don't think they ever really stopped and and now that i followed uh ash and i followed other mech people from the mech episode that failed that we tried to do but the recording got burned uh Mm -hmm. i've been absorbed into part of mech twitter and I'm seeing that Mech never really went anywhere. It just it wasn't on the popular side of things. But it's not like mm-hmm. they had really had like a a diminished presence in the community. It just or a diminished presence, but it wasn't like the output of anime and manga and, and content that was coming for them had really slowed down. So I'm saying it didn't really go anywhere. I am excited that it's coming back to like the popular forefront. Uh, because that means we'll have some budgets on some big mech titles. And as I <clears throat> get into more mech. That is my biggest critique. Like the stories be good and they be interesting, but the the budgets be kind of low. Like, and the it's not the animation I want to see from from Mex. So it'd be cool to have more fluid, like high end animation. Um, because <clears throat> to like see Iron Blood Orphan with a bigger budget, um, similar to what Hathaway was looking like, maybe not that CGI. That shit would be dope mm-hmm. as hell to me. So I'm kind of excited for the the re rise of Mech. Yeah, in, in same. I agree because I definitely haven't can't remember the last time I watched actual mech anime aside from Gundam back in years ago. So like you know, seeing all the new the way they're redoing the Gundam um, animation now and Gundam series as a whole, I definitely kind of got my attention peaked a bit more, and I'm getting more interested in watching it because I never really cared. I was always like show Shonen, Seinen, you know, let's go to you know, um, called Isekai, but like mech is definitely making a resurgence, and I'm kind of feeling it, you know. The storylines always have been good, but like I never like enjoy. I'm like I'm tired of mech, I'm tired of seeing robots fight. But the way they're doing it now, like you know, I'm definitely intrigued. I feel you. I never really got into mech like that. Uh, <clears throat> besides, like I watched a little bit of Gundam. Uh, just never really was there when I was growing up. Like, it spoke to That's me. That's crazy to me. Warren, did you? Ever yeah. Huh? 
Did you watch Code Geass? No. It's absolutely wild to me that you didn't get into Meg. Yeah. I, I I like I mean like I like Gundam, but like I I was never able to follow the story on Toonami because they would just show like they wouldn't show it sequentially. So I just never like really picked up on it. Well, like, for the me, stuff we I did, saw, I liked it. We did Legos, we did Connects. You have every Bionicle figure. Like no I'm saying, <laughs> it just feels like Mech was just the obvious transition from everything that she was it into just, to like. Step like you know how you're proactive, like you like what was on. It wasn't on like that. It just, I feel that. And like you even now, like as an adult, I just never like got into it. But if Attack on Titans a mech anime, if we pushing that, I loved it. You know, um, <laughs> the more mech I watched, gee, that shit got a lot of similarities with mech. And when I first heard that take, I hated it. I was like, niggas is idiots, bro. What is y'all talking about? But like the more mech I watch, I'm kind of like. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it a little bit. The storylines is kind of matching. Uh-oh. No, but like to <laughs> even deviate a little bit, like, for example, Ready Player One. That's a movie, obviously, but that's basically a mech. You know, it's uh, real life. I mean, I would... wait. They, wait, they wait. do accept that because, like, Pacific Rim makes it into their Pacific culture. Rim even, yeah. That's, that's definitely the mech, though. Super Sentai, Super Sentai, like Power well, I'm, I'm talking it's a mech in the sense that you have a person controlling... And Ready oh, Player oh, One, uh, uh, Avatar, and he has the mm-hmm. full suit on, like if, as if he was in the gun and running around. He's just running around in a virtual world, so it's similar in that sense. It's not like it's not real or scalable, but it mm-hmm. has that similar vibe. Like so, that stuff like that. Like I like Pacific Rim, even though it wasn't the greatest movie. Apparently, I still enjoyed it. So like, I don't think that I would. Mm-hmm. I think I would like Max. I just haven't. Like, I just haven't just felt like going into it for myself. No, I think it is. I just haven't like, I just haven't looked into it. It's just not something like that I was exposed to. So like, I don't have any type of intrinsic things besides like Bionicles and Legos that Eugene was talking about. Mm. So since we are on Mech right now, um, one thing that's like super important, or that seems to exist in all the Mech, is really like these storylines is like really long and drawn out, and it weighs a lot of ethics and morals of the yep. government versus the people. And who's mm-hmm. really right in a situation, and that's probably like the perfect transition part, uh, transition point into the main topic of today that Panda had brought to us. Uh, so we got a yay or nay. Um, since we are talking about morals of a hero, and if the morals or the actions or whatever makes a hero, um, I want to know what matters more in the title of a hero. Is it the results that come from the action or his intentions so like if the hero intends good but ends up like killing everybody in the city is he still a hero or if the hero like really didn't give a fuck and it was selfish and saves everybody in the city is he now a hero even though he never set out to be a hero and he doesn't want to be a hero like what makes a hero a hero is it the results or his intentions um i want to say and i really don't know if that's a yay or nay but that's the question that was on my mind it's It's not like a yes or no it's a a debate yeah yeah. I think it's the ideally you like to say it's the it's the intention, but I think it's the results. Yeah. Results. I wanna I'm leaning towards the results too, because intentions they definitely matter because you know you have to have good intentions to want to be here. You can't just be out here just not caring about like what you're doing, like Hancock, like Hancock movie, just doing it to do it. But you definitely want to have like proper good results where like, you're saving people and not just you know making it worse for the situation that you're in right now. You want to make sure that you're actually making the people feel safe and not just destroying everything. Like, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, because I was, I remember when I, I read Invincible, and there's a character in there who is a perfect case study for this. And he's <laughs> like, Well, I want to save the world, but to do that, you know, well, we got to sacrifice this city or whatever. And like, in real time, that sounds horrible. But like, after and the, the after effects, it was it wasn't that bad, you know? It, it kind of turned out a little okay. <laughs> like, I was kind of sitting there like, damn, uh, this shit really ain't... He yeah. might have been right. <laughs> that but nigga like, was spitting. But like his intention though was, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of... I'm going to off all these niggas. And the, but the results kind of spoke for itself. Now, I think the way you go about things also matters. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because even uh, Homeboy Mark is like, well, I, I like what you want to do. Your intentions are there. But let's channel it so we get the results we want in a better way. And when he they were working together... It worked out good. But when dude was like, well, you're slowing me down. I got to do what I want to do. It got a little weird. Well, um, Ked, Ked is on the chat saying both. And well, Yeah, but you yeah. can't. You know what I'm saying? Well, hold on. But hold, yeah, on but hold on. My bad. But hold on. Since he's saying both, it applies to the topic that you brought up. So, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Um, and, and in actuality, the results of his actions ended up making life better for pretty much everybody else. Yeah. around that city like everybody else was living large and doing good except for probably well everybody that got wiped out and yeah. the people that were immediately associated with those persons so um if it is both could we still look at that character like he was a hero because his intentions was good he he set out like hey i'm i want to save the planet with this and me wiping out this one city is going to make it so we got clean power we gonna have uh a better lifestyle for everybody around here motherfuckers is not gonna be worrying about missing out on food like none of that i'm finna say the world with this move um and the results all of that shit actually happened except everybody had to die in that city his execution was really flawed so so does the good of the results outweigh the bad And, and if we are weighing both are we saying he's a hero overall I don't want to say he's a hero because I know how it goes, but like by my argument, yeah, he would be a hero. Cause like, but that's like where you're um you're weighing the greater good. Whereas if you're Captain America, he's like, nah, we don't leave folks behind, bro. Everybody comes. Mm-hmm. But like, where does where's that line drawn at? You know? Cause at a certain yeah. point in time, like someone's gonna jump on a grenade, you know, for better or for worse. And that and that's what we often find ourselves with the hero uh, um, and not all the time in Shonen. Um, you don't see it often in Shonen because a lot of times in Shonen is the hero can just push through and do his hero way and somehow that shit works out even though you sitting there reading it kind of like there's no way bro. There's no way all of this conforms and it works out positive, uh, positively for you. But it tends to go that way in Shonen. So, um, but it like Sanin, definitely in Sanin. You'll have where you kind of have to weigh the outcome of the results, both ends, the good and the bad, and say what was for the greater good and what was it. Um, no, we can't. Uh, for the greater good and say, you know, what was better. Uh, Panda, you want to weigh in? I saw you, um, you got something to say. Yeah, I think when going back to like your original question, GB, I think what I agree with the idea that results are exactly do, do matter. 
because intent there's a saying that the road to hell is a paved with good intentions. Everyone's like a lot of people who in history who we may know to be not the best people it may have started out with good intentions, but sometimes those intentions don't play out the way they should and it ends up becoming something else entirely. Like, I think what episode did we have with J Rock? We had like corrupted entities or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, something starts out being good, having good intentions, and as time goes on, it plays out as something completely different from what was intended. So I do agree, like, results do matter. However, speeding this forward to where we are now in this conversation, I think we have to redefine what, like, what a hero is. And so, like, I Google hero. So it says, a person who is admired or idolized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. And we have that noble part underlined. So in case, because I haven't read Invincibles, but I can only go based off of, like, y'all's example that y'all are using, this character that you stated. Like, technically, he wouldn't really be a hero in the dictionary part. Like, he might be anti-hero, sort of kind of because it's so easy to say a hero is someone who does good for the good of the people but we know when it comes to life it's not black and white it's so many different shades of gray if that makes sense it's it's Mm -hmm. not to say it's hard to hold on to your morals but it can be extremely difficult to keep them at the forefront of your mind where you're encountering so many of those shades of gray. So, and if you don't mind me going into why I picked this topic, if that's fine. No, go ahead. We, we on the topic. Let's get it. The reason I picked this topic was because I've been watching like all the DC movies and stuff. Like everyone knows I love DC movies and shows, the animated movies because they can't get shit right in the universe. That's beside the point. I watched, I watched, um, under the Red Hood in its entirety, and I watched Superman versus the Elite. And those two movies kind of made me, I've been, I had th- thought about this for like a minute, but this really just made me fully think on it. And of course, we know in the episode in Under the Red Hood, for those of you who have watched, uh, Jason Todd gets killed by the Joker, and he ends up bringing bo- being brought back to life. Spoiler if you haven't watched it, he br- ends up being there. <laughs> he ends up being brought back to life by uh, Rachel Ghoul, and he becomes the Red Hood trying to kill the Joker and I understood where Jason was coming from because how he, he said my issue with you is not the fact he told Batman my issue with you is not the fact that you that I died and you weren't able to save me my issue is with the fact that you allowed this man to kill me and you didn't kill him in return. That's the first thing. And then with the Superman versus the Elite, then I forgot the main villain's name. He Superman said, you can't just kill people and call it justice. And the guy said, that's what your government has been doing for years. And so these two things make me think of, especially when I think of around the DC comics, specifically Batman, because Batman slander is... Oh, you mean? Huh? The goat, you mean? I, I like him. The goat, anyway, yes. My issue, my issue with Batman and multiple, mostly Batman, but a lot. I'm pretty sure this apply, This issue applies to other um, characters and comics and also anime. 
not to say that Batman is the only person that does this, not to say there isn't a version of Batman that kills people, but keeping to the Batman, we know Bruce Wayne, who, you know, his morals is not to kill people. Are you really an effective hero if you stick to your morals and don't kill people, but in doing so, you continuously allow, in this case, the Joker, as well as his other roles, you continuously allow them, you take them the Arkham, you foil the plan, take them the Arkham, they get out, they have another plan, other people die or get, and or get hurt, you take them to Arkham, they get out again, and then they keep killing people, and they keep doing the same shit over and over and over again. Are you really an effective hero, and are you really getting the results you should be getting as a hero if you keep allowing a problem to persist and not cutting it off at the root? So that, that kind of gets into the definition that you gave then. Uh, because in that definition, you you highlighted the word noble, and you know noble is you know you got high high morals, and you stick to those morals. So for Batman, if his morals are I'm not killing, I can't get into killing, because um, that's not what heroes do, and that's not what I do. Him sticking to that by definition would maintain him a hero. If he were to go in and kill Joker, even if it meant that he saves. Uh, he potentially saves Robin and any other lives that Joker may take down the line. If he goes in and kills Joker, doesn't that remove his nobility, thus removing his hero title? And then we got the Harvey Dent line. You either die a hero or you live long enough to become a villain. Mm-hmm. And I see your point. So <clears throat> let me kind of, and then I thought about this because I kind of thought about, well, he doesn't necessarily have to kill Joker, but he needs to put him in a position where Joker can get, can't do anything. like Give him nothing. a lobotomy? Break all his bottom, bones, like, like the make him a quadriplegic. But you know, of course, why does that be so violent? Why can't just put him in there? Violent, like, I mean, and I and like, we we better we, we got Harley Quinn. <laughs> we we got Batman is a hero in in like the purest definition sense of where he is. But imagine me as someone who is living her life in Gotham. And also, let's refer to Oracle. Let's refer to Barbara. She not only was had her house, she had her home broken into by the Joker. She was she was basically turned into a paraplegic. Then she had pictures taken of her after she was stripped down to her underwear and stripped nude and stuff. She was basically assaulted. Not only have was I assaulted and traumatized, I have to live with the fact that I have to. I have to live with Oh, okay. I was confused. I'm sorry. I thought that was my audio or something. But not only do I have not only do I have to live with the fact that I'd have to live with that trauma, but I have to adjust my life as someone who can no longer walk. I have to do all adjust, make all these adjustments because this man who you put in jail broke that out and attacked me and also tormented my fucking father. So there's all this trauma and all of these these physical and mental trauma that I have to deal with because you couldn't put him in a position where he wasn't be wasn't going to be able to do that ever again. Now Batman is a hero in that sense, but I also think I also think that also like he's kind of failed the people around him a little bit by holding on to those morals. Now I'm not shaming him for that, but I also put myself in the mind of someone 
who has to deal with all of these repercussions or the citizens who have to deal with the repercussions of keeping someone like that alive or keeping that someone like that in a position where he can still do the shit that he does. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, let me hear from uh, Rome or Cousin. You got my feedback, bro. What you got going on? Um, I, think, I think your computer reading both your mics, maybe. Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Are you? Only sound like a robot. So. <laughs> yeah. Do I? <clears throat> uh, uh, go ahead. So. I think Batman's just a product of his time, whereas like back in the day, because. When he was being yeah. rigged, we had, oh, it was like in World War II and stuff, and we had to be the good guys, and so we couldn't quote unquote stoop to their level. Uh, so like you know, not killing was that sign of nobility, and by the same time, like you know, Batman's always like, uh, <clears throat> I can never allow myself to be like them, and so it's like for better or for worse, that's him. So it's, it's one of those, uh one of those results things actually, you know, where like for him, his result is by me doing this and being this way, I, I can be a beacon to show other heroes that we don't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really, and so it, for the most part, it only affects Gotham and that's his mess to clean up. But like, you know, on a macro level, like within the justice league, I think like people see him and how he acts and like, all right, kind of that sense of nobility permeates the justice league. But at the same time, it does give them an air of hubris. Um, so it's that dichotomy where the give and take is what's what's most important. Um, like I would personally, yeah, I would, I would maybe don't kill the Joker, but like DC needs better prisons or something because Arkham ain't it. Let's be real. Uh, Arkham is not it. Them niggas, them niggas lose three bodies every day. You know. They walk you still got feedback, shit. bro. Hey, unplug your microphone. The other one or something like that and plug it back in, maybe. Or maybe just use the mic that's on the headset, bro. Uh, if you can do that. Uh, I do want to point to... Uh, so, you brought up Oracle, and that's funny to me because Oracle is uh, paralyzed, but Oracle turns into... Still turns a dynamic hero career that comes after mm-hmm. the paralysis. And one of the solutions that was brought up for Joker earlier was to like break all his bones or paralyze and make him a quadriplegic, uh, which doesn't seem like it'd be effective. Like anything short of killing Joker feels like it's not effective. And at the end of the day, make him a martyr. If yeah, it makes him a martyr, and even killing him makes him a martyr. The lobotomy definitely would. Like think of the Joker's and entire the rise of uh, Jokerisms that would come after that, so to speak. And Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond, the, the entire Joker. co-following. What'd you say? Return of the Joker. Return of the Joker. Every, yeah. Everything. So, like, think of everything that would come. So, anything really, anything short of killing Joker uh, doesn't really solve the problem. And for that reason, I think that Batman, at some level, does have to understand that and know mm-hmm. he would have to give up his morals to actually solve the Joker problem. Um, which he brings to let Joker win, too. That's really what it is. And Joker will win. That's, that's ultimately what Joker wants is to break Batman and prove that heroes are not like a real, they're not a real thing. Which brings me to the next thought is that do we need a hero? Like we we talked about my hero earlier. Um, you have, for the manga readers, you have Deku that goes through his arc where like 
fuck that hero shit. Like, this is what I'm on right now, and this is what the world needs. Um, even when we look at, like, a JJK, where Gojo is positioned as a hero of the story, but he don't always have, like, hero personality or hero actions. Shut sure down. Like, his shit can be from a selfish point of view. Um, but he still, to many that won't know everything that Gojo is doing, he will. He still will be viewed as a hero. So um, does society, does the public and the people that we're saving always need a hero to be a hero by the definition? Or is a hero just literally what you need at any given moment? Because if like I'm getting attacked and mm-hmm. somebody comes along and kill, you can't hear me? No, I can hear Gene. I can't hear Rome. Oh, I didn't know he was talking. Rome, how you was doing perfect and now we down bad in the middle of the uh the episode? He was though. He was sounding crispy. Yeah, bro. Um, he was, I don't know what happened. Um, if I'm getting attacked and and Panda comes along and shoots the dude in his kneecaps, but then Buddy accidentally bleeds out from the kneecaps and he dies, Panda is looked at like a hero because she killed somebody, but like she my hero. Do I sound better now? So, yes, sir. You sound mm-hmm. great, bro. That was awesome. Oh, I don't know base. Did, but, but keep that, okay. G. Um, okay. Go ahead, GB. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, this that was a perfect time. I, I think I was done. I just said the panda that was, was my hero in that situation. What up, uh, Luke's? Um, yeah, in terms of what you guys are talking about, though, um, just to piggyback over what you were saying, GB, about the idea of do we need a hero just to be a hero? I would say we do need a hero just for him, you know, to have to uphold with morals to make people believe that there is a better, something better for you out there that you can't. You don't have to be like the bad guy in every situation. You can have hold your morals and still, like, you know, be respected in that situation. As for the Joker, his whole ideal is just anarchy and just wants to break down the whole system. So for him, you know, you can't really, you know, look at him to treat him the same way as any other villain. Because he's not just in like any other villain. He's the type of person who just wants to cause mayhem and mischief just because he can and wants to. And as you as a hero now, you can't constantly they look at Joker as a regular hero. You have to look at him like, okay, I have to find a way. Maybe I can change him. Maybe I can rehabilitate him. But you can't because that's nothing you can do about it. That's just how he is. But you being as a hero, Batman does it perfectly because he doesn't treat Joker as like, you know, any other villain. You know, he treats him like a regular human being because he tries to go towards you know it's innate sense of humanity that maybe at the end of the day this man is a human who just had one bad day and flipped the switch and went to being an evil um villain but in reality you can always go back and you know flip the script and go back to being a regular human being if you treat them as such if because i think we are all a product of our environment in a sense and joker's environment called him to be that type of you know um villain while in the same way batman he turned his trauma into something for the better good so it's like as a hero, it all depends, like, you know, or a villain, it all depends, like, how you rationalize your environment, how you rationalize how you see things in terms of, like, you know, do I want to make the situation better? And do you want to uphold these same morals just so I can, you know, make everyone look at me as, like, not, like, as a symbol of peace as all might maybe, but, like, a symbol as, it's like, that I can still be good and, you know, the world won't, won't go to shit afterwards. Because that's all you're really trying to do. As a hero, you want to make sure that, you know, people believe you and look up to you as, as a symbol of peace, as a hero, as a hero, but also not make them believe that, you know, they can achieve something greater than themselves. Because when you're a hero, you can't constantly just, you know, say, oh, I'm going to do this, do what I want. You have to think about the people that are looking up to you as a whole because you are now in the spotlight, you're in the limelight, and you can't just, you know, do what you want to do. You can't you can't just break the door because they could not be looking at you like, hey, maybe it's just like you know, he's dark, he's vindictive, and is he really a hero? 
is he really the person that I want to look up to? Is he really the person that I want my kids to look up to? Because he's, you know, breaking the villain's leg, just keep him from doing good, which is not wrong. But in a sense, is that the way you want? Is that how you want your kids to, you know, view heroes? You know, so when you when you're being a hero, you have to think of like encompass like entire, you know, society as a whole, as well as your own morals. You can't just look at it as like, okay, I'm not gonna do. I'm gonna do what I want to do, but I, I want to do what I want to do for the better good of humanity as a whole, and not just for myself. Sorry, that was long winded, but I really feel like hero is just person to person at this point, based on the conversation. Because yep, even yep. If, even yeah. if I look at society as a whole, um, you know, we we pulling from a lot of comics. In this particular uh, this episode, but like look at Spider Man. If I look at the society as a whole, like you know he's saving people, but a lot of society also don't, they don't like him. There. Like they don't like him. They feel like he a vigilante is dangerous to New Yorkers. Hey, Jonah Jameson. You got J. Jonah Jameson has got the the best slander campaign of all time going against this nigga. The greatest. Uh, and so Spider Man is out here catching hell for that shit, and people don't feel like he a hero. So even if you even if the greater good of society is is saying that Spider-Man is a hero, it's still a sect of people that's like, you know, fuck him, be a villain. And I feel like it's really who you talk to that determines what a hero is. Like, you can be a hero at any given point in time. And um, I think we talked about this on a Toxic Boys episode. Maybe it was like the second or the third one. Uh, but we talked about you never know whose life you touching with some hero shit. You never know when you made a change in somebody's life. And it could be something as regular as you just living your day and uh, somebody is struggling with some shit as simple as like they can't walk well right now and they can't take their cart back to the to the cart style at the grocery store and you just grab that bitch and take it over there for them. And now you're their hero. Like you never know what type of imprint or what type of touch that you're putting on people's lives and, and, and what those ripples look like down the line because you did, it's the butterfly effect. Because you did this one little small thing you've now changed the lives of hundreds of people. So indirectly, you can become a hero multiple times over without even trying, which makes me really think like this episode was interesting that Panda was bringing, like what makes a hero? Um, are there any titles that are out right now where you think like the hero is kind of in the hero seat, but not, yeah, you're not really heroish material? No, go ahead. I'm still kind of thinking about it. I'll just kind of talk my way through it. <laughs> so, um, one character that I've recently come into contact with that I read that's absolutely fire when I think about this topic is Dingy from Chainsaw mm. Man. And so, I gotta read that. You need to read mm-hmm. that shit. You need to read all of it now. It's, 90, it's 97 chapters of dope shit, yeah. and it's really only one part of the story that just doesn't sit right with me to this day. Was it uh, the vomit? No, I, I didn't like the gun devil. I didn't like how oh, they yeah. did that. Oh, yeah. He was I didn't like how they did that. That was painful. That was uh, It was very anticlimactic, and I was kind of sitting there like, y'all get it. Like, it, it was kind of moderate feeling to me mm. a little bit, like, OP for what? Mad OP to just be written out in kind of a strange way. I didn't I didn't like that part. But other than that, that shit is gas. And I love Dingy as an MC. I haven't laughed at an MC that much since like Vash and Luffy. Mm-hmm. Outside of Dingy, I've only laughed at Vash and Luffy that much. Dingy's fucking hilarious to me. I love that nigga. Uh, mm-hmm. the thing about Dingy, 
thinking about Denji as a main character, the actual part that hooked me into Chainsaw Man was this man's declaration of, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit y'all talking about. I ain't trying to say no lies. None of that shit. And yeah, I ain't come here for the right reasons, but I like this fucking life and I'm ready to die for it. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, basically, I want good food. I want titties and bitches. Titties and, and I, bitches. <laughs> I'm trying to have small things in life. Y'all can keep all that other shit. I don't need none of that. Like, I've lived in poverty my whole life. I'm here for pussy, food, and fucking sleep. That's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. If I got to treat like a dog for it, fuck it. <laughs> That's all I want to do. And so throughout the whole story, these are his fucking goals. Like, He's not like the other MCs that we have in any of the series where it's like, I want to be the Hokage. I want to be... Pirate King is debatable because we don't really know that Pirate King is like for the good of the people, for the bad of people. But Luffy's not. Luffy's for the good of his crew. Luffy is for the good of his crew. He's a fucking pirate at the end of the day. Like People mistake him as a main character that's like, he's helping the people. He's liberating lands. Luffy Luffy is going through asserting his will. And if anybody gets in the way of what he thinks a free life and a free pirate is... He fucking him up. That's all Luffy doing. We just seen it from his perspective. You could easily make Blackbeard the main character and you see it from Blackbeard's perspective. you like, go Blackbeard type shit. So like one one piece kind of debatable. When you look at like, I want to be the Pirate King. I mean, I want to be um, Hokage. I want to be the Wizard King. You have like these grand goals. Denji is not that type of character. Like bro is just literally like, I'm from the gutter. I just want to have a decent life. And especially me. During the pandemic and everything I went through financially and like everything that happened, I felt dizzy. Was like I'm coming from this life. I ain't never had shit. I've been in crippling debt. I never saw a life where I wouldn't be in debt. I've done all types of strange bullshit for some change, and now you offering me the chance to fucking eat in McDonald's and sleep in an actual bed. Mm. Who I gotta kill? <laughs> That's basically what he was on and. Throughout the whole story, he becomes the hero to the people and everybody's like worshiping this man and he cares about us and he's taking care of us and he's for the people. The whole time, Denji like, where's my food at, bitch? Right, right. I thought of this like, when you think about it, hero isn't something, isn't usually something that is is you give yourself. Hero is something that the mantle that people yep. place upon you mm-hmm. when you think about it. And sometimes... I feel like when it comes to a lot of like heroes, people put their expectations and views and what they, the idea of what they think a hero should be on the people. And when they don't meet those expectations, they turn on them, they hog down on them. They think they're not really a hero. They think they're a villain or whatever. And it's just like, I, I can't think of like a good example of that. Really? I mean, you just use Dungy and, you know, of course, you know, we could call him, people could call him, like, of course, people call him a hero, but he just wants what he wants. And he doesn't think himself to be a hero. And sometimes I think that'd be the best type of, not necessarily MCs, but characters, not people who outright, I'm going to be a hero, I'm going to be this, I'm going to save the day and be do all this good shit because we know doing all that good shit doesn't work out the way we want to. Um, but I think... I think that's what happens with a lot of the the idea of the hero. Like me personally, I don't like the idea of a hero. The word hero kind of makes me itch a little bit. And I don't know why. Like it just makes me cringe because it just think of this person who's all for the good of people and true justice in the American way and all this good bullshit. 
but we know that being a hero isn't how do I put this in words I can people can understand it's just like it's just being a good person if you see something wrong and just want to fix it cool you can just be a good person rather than wanting to be called a hero and I think also it's not about doing it. You do it because you're doing it for the good of like you want to do it because you want to help people. And that's you fine. Be selfless. There's nothing wrong with being selfless and wanting to help people, but not for the glory of being called it. Like the mm-hmm. hero shit is all good in fiction and comics, but when you apply, and we see a lot of realism and real reality applied to like our media, it's like the hero shit really isn't as good and wholesome as we want it to be. A hero like uh, Booster Gold or um, who else? Not Booster. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of heroes that literally do this shit for the glory. Booster Gold, like, perfect, De- definitely. Glory, yeah, man. like they they do this shit for the glory. Like I, half the niggas in my hero. You saw what happened when Stain came on the scene. Yeah, I was trying to think of a specific yeah. hero from my hero. Um, mm-hmm. but like. It, but the name I couldn't, of course, the names don't come to my mind because I suck with names. But um, you know, heroes that that do this shit for the glory, um, are they are they less heroy because they don't do it for the right shit? Like, what if they just what if they're a good person simply because they like to get praise for being a good person? Not really that they want to be a good person and that they care about like how you feel or what comes from them being a good person. Outside of like, I just want to be praised selfishly. I mean. That comes back to like uh, the conversation where if they're getting the results, like, hey, you know, Fuck results it. speak more than the intention sometimes. Because if they're actually, you know, if they find a way to, to uh, feed the whole world and you just want to make money, be selfish on some praise shit, I mean, hey, man, I'm I not going to get in the way of that. I think also my issue with heroes and just, and when I say heroes, like, you know, the idea that you should never meet your heroes as saying, it's just people end up being, and this might be really pessimistic of me, but this is just me. It's just people end up being so shitty at the end of the day. And I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of people have like shitty ideals or just shitty parts of their personality. I mean, everyone does. People are human. And it's just hard for me to like put anyone on that mantle of hero or someone I idolize. You should not idolize anyone, by the way. That's just my personal opinion. But it's just, I guess that's also why the idea of heroes and all of this, this all that stuff kind of just bothers me because people end up, end up having terrible viewpoints or just being terrible people at the end of the day. Like, it doesn't negate what they've done, but it makes it hard to just kind of, maybe I'm just adding more personal touch on my view of heroes, but this is just. I don't just, know if that, I don't know if they're always really terrible people. I think, um. Often, especially like social media and in the mm-hmm. case of like my hero with heroes, but if we if we're looking at it a real world example we can look at is social media. And um one thing that I laugh about with the secretary all the time is that social media has doomed the ability for a lot of people to make it in entertainment. Um back in the day we didn't have access to people in the same way that we have access to them now. So you really got away if you had like decent PR. And this person wasn't in front of the camera all the time. Mm-hmm. We had this picture, this photo of these celebrities, of these people, of um, who we thought they were. And um, it made it easy for us to kind of idolize them, as Panda said. Uh, 
Um, right, sorry, well, GB, right, well. real quick. Yeah, I was just about to say I'm peacing out, y'all. It's a good episode. Y'all be safe out here. Enjoy yourself right. at work. Thanks for pulling up to the uh, Peace of prosperity room. I'll see you, brother. Can you give us an outro, a call sign? Oh, until next time, I'll give a dirt sheet. <laughs> I'm going to change it up next year. Put in the right spot, though, Roman. That's all that matters. Put in the right spot. Man, I never miss my spot. I'm a, don't listen to leak. I never miss my spot. I'm always on cue. Don't don't believe the hype. <laughs> no, bro. The tape the tape says different every time. Don't luckily, luckily, that. luckily, you have an all star editor who edits that shit. It makes it sound like you on point every time. I got your back, B. Shout out, shout out to you, bro. Shout out to you. <laughs> I'm leaving this Ariva Dirty right there. Nah, bye, y'all. <laughs> uh. So was I, oh yeah, on social media. So like Panda said, like we get we get caught up on idolizing these people. But now that we have social media and everything, they can expose themselves so easily. And so, so I think easily. it's funny. I think it's funny when people, um, the same people that come down on like, uh, so we'll use R. Kelly as an example. R. Kelly's already been exposed for the things yeah. that he has and everything. And even now, social media, more stuff makes its way to light. Uh, T.I., in the same way. And any other artist that comes out and they're getting exposed and their shit makes its way to life, people act as if like that person... the first time. I'm like, look at all these other artists that you worship out here. Like, you don't know what they do in their private lives. And we stand a chance of being 40 years down the line and you find out some shit about Beyonce and Jay-Z, knock on wood, you know. You find out some shit about them that they was into and that they was doing. And then next thing you know, they getting canceled. And people people look at our generation like, how the fuck did y'all put them on a pedestal? They suck. Like shit like that, because we don't know these people's private lives, or we don't know everything about them, and they may just do a real good job at managing that shit. So a lot of times when these heroes or these idols come out and people praise them, we praise them for who they present as and who we think they are, and not mm-hmm. really who they are, and that's just a problem. And so back to the hero conversation, when you got the hero, you don't want to get caught up in who you think the hero is. Like, I think it's just really important to read the results, like we said earlier, and the intentions, if you can read the intentions, because intentions is always hindsight. Anybody can come out and be like, yeah, I meant to do that shit. Yeah. 100%. I knew when I picked the building up, everybody was going to be in that bitch, and yeah, we was all safe. Like, Congratulations to me. So intentions is kind of like hindsight, I think, when you're trying to get to the root of it. And it's a little bit more difficult, but if you're perceptive or wise about it, you probably can gauge intentions. And all we can do is be like, this person is 51% decent, so I'm going to just roll with them trying to be a decent human being because they're on the majority side and fuck it. Because uh, the last part of this conversation I want to talk about is what do we do about villains that do good? What do we gotta let them do good? I mean, what do we define as doing good though? Like, or like when it like so? I guess sorry. My question is like when you ask this question, what made them a villain, and what do you define as them doing good? Are they someone who used to be a villain but they're changing their ways, or are they someone who have who has been doing things that are are technically good, but are painted into a light of being a villain. I use I use a realistic example. So like the Black Panthers. So for me, when I was brought up through the school system, 
in my mind, I'm thinking Black Panthers are just completely violent and just, you know, blah, 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 and they're bad. So you should be more like MLK when if you doing civil rights and shit. Damn. Then years later, that's that's how it was painted for me, like Black Panthers as well as Malcolm X. Like they glorified a lot of MLK. That's how it was painted for you too, Cuzzo? Bro, I grew up in the burbs, bro. Come on, yeah. They wasn't Thanks. trying to have us be on our... It's always crazy when we talk and I like the differences between city schooling and burb schooling. That shit be wild. But all right, yeah. go ahead. Go off, both of y'all. Thanksgiving <laughs> was a big kumbaya fest. We didn't learn about Columbus till late high school, maybe. That's crazy. Go crazy, they, Panda. They, they painted MLK to be this, the person who you should, the, the good black you should aspire to be like. Nope. This is the good person that you like. They every every Black History Month because some reason always we ended up talking about Black people in American history on Black History Month. That's how it was painted for me in school. And this and they would usually antagonize or make villains of like Malcolm X and the Black Panther Party. Like they weren't don't be like these Black people. And then as I got older, you realize the Black Panther Party did a lot for the kids in their neighborhood. Um, they made breakfast. They did so many good things. It was more, it wasn't necessarily, even if they did attack, it didn't matter, but like, it wasn't like, oh, they were just violent. Don't be like them. It was, they weren't with the peaceful shit. And that, and I realized that that's okay to be like that, especially when you continually antagonized and, you know, made into the villains of the fucking, of fucking society just because of your race. And so I think about that, like, like that's why I like I use that example to say like when you say a villain who does good, are they truly an actual villain or has society made them out to be the villains of this story we call reality? Mm. I, I that that's like the whole concept of history. Like whoever's on the right side of history is is did good. Yeah. Whoever's on the wrong side of history did wrong. Um, that's actually a plague in our in our in our society right now where everyone is trying harder to be on what the mass says is the right side of history rather than like critically think about like what what's the right thing to do because what's the right thing to do and what's the right side of history doesn't always match up um that shit about the mlk and everything is wild to me because like yeah in school mlk did get praise from like i mean white teachers and in the curriculum but like Outside of school, around my neighborhoods and everything, MLK borderline almost got slandered for like being too passive and wanting to integrate us with the white man. And mm -hmm. it was about the Panthers and it was about Malcolm X. Like they had the right idea. Fuck white people and you know, fuck 12 and fuck everything. Like we gotta be violent, we gotta take what's ours type shit. And people would people would talk about MLK to me and just be like, that nigga just wanted to march and talk to people. And so um I didn't really get that same experience as y'all. Uh, it's always like crazy just to hear the different experiences. Uh, back to the to the villain part, like yeah, you can get painted. When I when I brought up villain doing good though, specifically, um, we can use like a vi uh, a venom, or we can even do like a the stain count, or is that not? We can do stain. We can do stain, okay. and I'll even. I even throw Madara in there for fun. So, um, for fun. So, in the case of 
Venom. You know, Venom does like a lot of bad shit. He Venom, but then occasionally Venom has a storyline where he does some good things, good shit. your life, or yeah. intervenes in someone and feeds a poor person, like shit like that. Um, on a higher scale, you could look at like a Stain, who was like the hero system and the society and how we idolize and worship them is fraudulent. All this shit is built on lies and bullshit, and I'm here to expose that shit. I'm finna fuck all these niggas up. Um, Stain comes in, changes the game, and so he's a villain by definition because of what he's doing. But like his intentions, he's looking out for the little, the little guy and the people. In the same way that Garu of One Punch Man comes along, and he's the villain because he's hero killer, but. That man was just tired of villains getting bullied. Like, why the hero always got to win? Why y'all always got to pick on a little guy who's just trying to, like, get by? And he he realized something that the villain not always the villain. Back to what Panda was saying. Like, it's, it's how you get painted sometimes. Mm-hmm. The villain ain't always a true villain. Like, the villain, um, even if we look at ourselves as black people, in poverty, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to survive. You got to steal food for your family. Or you got to get out there and sling a couple drugs or some shit. And... You're not necessarily a villain because you want to be a villain. You just got to do what you got to do to get by. And so um, in that sense, are those people villains by nature? And if they if they have been painted a villain, if they still do have empathy and compassion and they save, like say they save some lives or they help people out, does that now make them a hero? Are they in between? Like, do we label it at all? Um, do we get rid of the labels of hero and villain? Just say like, yo, that's, that's Warren and that's Pandra. Sometimes it's like you're a product of your environment too. I don't know. It's I wouldn't paint the people who are brought up in certain circumstances where they become I don't I don't really paint those people as villains, like I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. You you're good. So I, Aaron Aaron ain't do nothing wrong. Huh? So Aaron ain't do nothing wrong? Jaeger. Jaeger. Oh, shit. Oh, oh. If we're using Aaron as an example, I can't say that he did anything. He, his intentions weren't wrong and what he did wasn't wrong either. If me as a person, my family, my people are in danger simply because of some shit that happened thousands of years ago and the world is against us and will continue attacking us, Regardless of what are we hoping of, regardless of us hoping to be peaceful with the shit, then why the fuck should I wait till they attack us? And I only got a couple years left, and technically I'm the last line of defense that my people have. That and that's how I think about it when it comes to Aaron specifically. That's why I don't disagree with what he did and how he went about it. Now we all so, know the truth behind those intentions. Like, is Aaron completely? A, is Aaron a hero? It depends who you ask. In the eyes of the world, no. And as some of his friends, probably not, but in eyes of the people who want to live and don't want to be persecuted for some shit that they didn't do, absolutely. It just so varies on you who you ask. Also, you also agree that Gabby didn't do nothing wrong, and she's also a hero. It's nah, fuck Gabby for life, bro. That's cow! I don't comes, care, bro. Okay, I don't it's, care, it's, bro. It's, 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 I am Hippocrates. It's fuck that bitch to the day I die. If you're thinking of get if if I if use my personal view on Gabby, I don't fucking like Gabby. But if we're asking me as someone who is thinking 
in a similar term as Aaron. Because Aaron and Gabby are not the same. I don't care what anyone says, they're not the same. Because Aaron has a personal stake into why he hates Titans and everything that has happened. He has a personal stake. We saw Gabby's what happened. Gabby's indoctrinated into that shit. And Gabby has been indoctrinated into shit. But you also think of, is it Falco? The one who yeah. likes it? Falco yeah. has been indoctrinated the same way, but he also understands how to think outside of himself. Outside of what, he, what he's been raised in. So I don't like fucking Gabby. Now, in some eyes of some people, Gabby would be a hero. The eyes of the people who got killed on the, and during the, on the stage that night, like during the whole play and shit, she would be a hero. But in the eyes of Connie and Jean and Aaron and, and everyone else, she's absolutely deserves to be curb stomped, as we fucking saw. So, and, and that's okay. They didn't do like, enough. Y'all dancing you, around it because it's not about if we like or don't like Gabby. It's just about could she be a hero, and it doesn't matter. I mean, that's like, what, she is. That's what I just said. That's what I'm yeah, saying. By the, like, by the criteria that Panda established, she's a hero, and she ain't do shit wrong. She, she's a hero she to Marley. She, she the last line of fucking Marley. She's the last line of defense, line of defense for her people. She's the last line of defense for her people. That's she why the idea her people hero. and doing what she got to do. If she don't fight these people and kill these people. They're going to keep killing her people, regardless if she indoctrinated, if she brainwashed, however y'all, however the fuck you want to feel about her, if she don't get to killing niggas, they're going to keep killing her niggas. And that, and that's my, and I think that's also my issue with the idea of the hero is just regardless of what you do, you're going to be a villain in someone's story. Yep. For example, Gandhi. Gandhi was seen as one of the most peaceful representation, one like the you know, a symbol of peace. The gold standard of peace, yeah. However, a lot of people know that Gandhi was a racist against black people, beat his wife, and also was a pedophile from what I remember reading. Gandhi has a lot of shit, and we also think of Mother Teresa. If we think of Mother Teresa, a lot of people will see Mother Teresa as like an idea of humanity and what humanity should be, but apparently that bitch was problematic too. And this goes back to the... This is why I don't admire... And I don't idolize people, you know, I have my I had my favorite artists, but I'm just kind of like artists and actors, but I'm kind of like hesitant because what if they end up being a shit person? When I say a shit person, I don't mean they have some views that I don't agree with. That's not what I mean. But what if they end up being these people who hold these hateful ideas towards certain groups of people, specifically marginalized groups? Like, I can't fully support them if they do that. So that's why I'm hesitant to like fully be out here defending them on the Internet and shit. Like most people do. That's just me personally. But regardless of who you are, where you go, you a villain in someone's story. For us, for us who believe, who have, who admire certain people in black history, we may admire them, but a lot of them, I'm pretty sure they're a villain in someone's story. And I'm not just talking about civil rights, people who are in civil rights movement and everything else, like in between or abolitionists or whichever. I'm pretty sure a lot of other people prominent black people are problematic and are the villain in someone's story. One of the first uh, memories I have of learning or speaking about Gandhi was when I was younger and this uh, this kid brought like this little picture or some shit to class. Um, his, I think his dad or his uncle, that's irrelevant. Somebody, somebody drew the shit. He brought it to class and was like showing it off. We passing it around. And it was Gandhi like um, they were like devout Christians. I used to go to uh, Catholic school. They was devout, like really into Christians. So like, with him then, huh? They wasn't fucking with Gandhi, and like the photo was like Gandhi putting his uh putting his this lady head through the cabinet, 
in the kitchen and it was like, shut up, bitch. And we was all passing around because he said bitch in the uh in the photo. We you know, we lame as hell as kids. Like he said the bitch word. He said bitch. He said bitch. And um, but that's one of the earliest memories I have of Gandhi beating the shit out of a woman, like putting her head through the cabinet. And then I learned all the good deeds of Gandhi, and it wasn't until I was like an adult to someone was telling me, like, you know, Gandhi used to beat his wife. He used to give her what for. I told you once, I told you twice. Yo, you just sounded wet as shit, nigga. I'll give you what for. <laughs> By that same token, um, how much do heroes and villains like cause their issues? Um, for time. example, you see like, and not even like like by actually doing stuff, but just by them being there. Like a perfect example is you have Superman. The only reason Joker's there is to to show the world that Batman's not, you know, who he says he is. And with Superman, Lex Luthor just can't stand the fact that a non-human is saving humans. He's like, nah, he can't be real. And so it's like, think of like the effort that could be done if they had to just decide to like work with him or something, you know? Well, it's the concept of Superman existing. For for Lex, right. humanity has to be the pinnacle and we have to have the ability to reach the greatest point in the universe. His driving factor is to be the best. By Superman existing, it shows it's, not he's not. Dwarfed, it's dwarfed the scale of what the human race is. So now Lex is determined to show with um, human qualities that we're known for, our perseverance, our, perseverance, our diligence, and our intellect. He's trying to rise to another food chain level against Superman. So um, yeah, it's like the show that Superman ain't Superman just because he's an alien. Like, we can be Superman, too. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough. I love to have beef with Superman. I like, this is a completely different point. Not beef with Superman. Like, I kind of thought about this issue, too, when I watched Superman vs. the Elite. It's just like... And this this may be completely off topic. I'm sorry, GB. Because I thought I wanted to bring this up earlier, but I, we didn't get a chance. With Superman, and mind you, I want to preface this by saying I don't read comics, but, like, if Superman wants, like, is a hero, but we have these issues, like, the issues with, like, him saying Superman versus you can't just kill people and call it justice when the country he's living in, which is USA, has been doing this for decades and continues to do, continues to do so. Like, are you only a hero? Not, not are you only a hero? Do you only want to be a small scale healer where you save the day, you know, with some villains and stuff? Or like I don't know how how to explain this. Like my, well, I should guess he, should he be focused on bigger issues like global warming and not just the global warming because well, global warming, the cause of it at its source is humanity and big business. So when it comes to these big businesses and the government using its power to cripple and decimates my, like people who are like the bottom of the food chain make the rich richer the middle class and lower class poorer and everything like why not take those issues and bring them up and change like not change the world but kind of adjust the way society is i don't know if i'm making sense am i making sense it does make sense uh i think the thing like people do bring up the point that superman has the power to do a lot more but I normally disagree with that take because, like you said, a lot of our issues are humanity's problem. And mm-hmm. so 
even though Superman could solve the problem, without solving humanity, the problem will persist. It'll yeah. always come back and it'll probably come back worse. So the way I look at that is when people tell me, like, for instance, I had somebody say, like, Superman can fix all of world hunger and global warming by doing X, Y, Z. And it's like, yeah, but humanity would just fuck it up again. That's like what I could fix somebody's alcoholism by handcuffing them and locking them up in the room and not letting them drink. But like, as soon as they still have to cuff them, as soon as I uncuff them and and they get out the room, they right back to what they're doing. It's not a true solution. So I don't agree with those takes when people say those things about Superman. I don't know if that's exactly where he was going. It doesn't sound quite like it. But that's yeah. normally people go with Superman. Like, he has all this power and he should be doing more. I'm kind of like, no, nah, I'm not going that route. Because, like, he would have to solve all of humanity for that to be a viable solution. And it's clear he can't do that. Because he's Superman, but he's not of men. I think Lex Luthor has a better chance of doing that than he does. True. And I think if, with your alcoholic example, my, my, my solution would be for Cuffham. No, take them to rehab, detox, therapy, under look, like find out the issues behind alcoholism because every vice has a deep underlying issue, whether that's trauma, whether that's um, trauma, past experiences in childhood, whatever, whichever, whichever, specifically trauma or, you know, mental health disorders. So my solution is like not Superman just forcing global home, like work, fixing world hunger, but also being in support of certain groups that he knows are ba- trying to make those changes, like having that backing, because Superman is basically a celebrity as well as a hero. So backing those groups he knows are trying to make the change for the best, ba- like protecting them as well from government superpowers who are trying to kill them, because we, as we know, government will kill you if you're making too much racket and trying to change things, especially if you're trying to change things for the better for people that aren't you know, 1% government. Human, being, human beings cannot follow Superman in that way. And that's why, that's why I say like Lex Luthor has more of a power to do that than, than Superman ever will. The same way human beings can't follow God and they stray from God because we have the excuse that I'm not God-like. I can't, like, I can't be God. And if Superman pushes these agendas and is like, everybody can do this, I got this technology from Krypton or like we, we back in this, People won't follow Superman that same way because he's it's too high of a gap, like it's too high of an idol. If you bring a Lex Luthor in who's actually a man, and I, yeah, he super smart, he a billionaire, and all this other shit, but he's a man. Saying like that's more that's more touchable for people in the same yep. way. Like I could look at an artist that's on stage at the at the at the open mic and go like, hey, I could do that. But if I see Kanye on stage that's a little bit farther for me. So I might not have that same thought, like, hey, I could do that. So I also, like, I see what you're saying, and you're not wrong. I also say, like, Superman support another billionaire who is more benevolent and charitable and stuff like that. I'm not saying idolize Superman, but, like, Superman gives his support to someone who's more realistic, not necessarily on his level, but still a man. Like... Who, who Batman, Bruce Wayne? The GOAT? <sighs> I guess we could use him as an example. I, can, I don't, I, I don't, I, he does, but I can't, I, I can't, I don't know. Cause I don't, I'm not going to say Bruce Wayne doesn't do shit for people in Gotham. Cause you know, people bring up his charitable don- donations and I'll read comics. So I'm not going to touch that one, but maybe Bruce Wayne would be an example or some other benevolent one who's actively doing things like donating to different funds, providing like, 
resolving areas where there aren't a lot of opportunities for people to make it out of that area. Like, you know, more lower income areas, more areas that are poor. Like, start, start off small. I'm not saying Superman's going to be able to fix all of that shit because he's Superman and whatever the fuck. But, like, just redistributing power and finances and stuff and giving his support to someone who's able to do that, like a billionaire, or like someone who is has a lot more money to be able to do that. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, but it's better than saying, I'm a superhero, I save all these people, but I'm not trying to attack the root of the issue in some way, shape, or form. Does that, if that makes sense. No, I feel that. Um... I'm going to start transitioning to the yeah, end of this convo. Um, I do 100% feel that. The thing the thing I took from that and most of this convo is what makes a hero is just being a hero when you when you can be a hero. Um, what we talked about in this whole convo is it's subjective. It depends on how the person is going to view you. Yeah. Uh, it's not always within your power to be the type of hero that's needed for a, a particular situation. And... Uh, just as easily as you can be the hero, you can be the villain. You never know, uh, like how the results of your actions are going to are you going to turn out? Because like intentions can be hero like and can be noble, which is the definition of hero. But the actual execution and the results have to keep those same dynamics. And if they don't, then you can easily be a villain or find yourself somewhere in the middle. So um, being the villain in someone else's story, as long as you are doing what you feel like needs to be done, that's for the good of others. Like, yeah. it's not always about, I have to be viewed as a hero. I have to be this. No, I'll be a villain. That's what I've gotten to a point in my life. I'm fine with being a villain. I know I treat the people I care about and other people with respect. If that's I'm a villain in someone else's story, that's cool. I mean, I think we all a villain in somebody's story. Some people be, like, be upset that they're a villain and don't want to be a villain because they're afraid of having that title. So they try to save face and make them, they want to be a hero. I don't really give a fuck about being a hero. I'm just me. And if I'm a villain in someone else's story, that's cool, too. It's also a pride thing. That's what I meant to say. It's a pride thing, too. Oftentimes, the people that really consider you a villain don't have much relevance in your life anyway, so mm -hmm. we moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, any last comments before I transition out? No, I'm straight. Okay. Heroes Shut up. What'd you say? Heroes are overrated. The idea. Uh, shout out to. Oh, you want me to say congratulations for bringing the idea? No, I just want to say it to me. It's. You saying, in her opinion, heroes are overrated. Basically. Oh, heroes are heroes are overrated. We don't need them. Y'all just need me. I'm the only hero you'll ever need. What kind of you, nigga? I'm Big Brother Yonko, nigga. <laughs> I know you're gonna say that shit. Nobody calls you that shit. Literally, nobody calls you that. I call me that. It's my username on Twitter. Literally, every time you tweet me, Twitter calls me that shit. It's real. Okay. 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 If you type in Big Brother Yonko in Twitter next mm -hmm. to the app, it'll bring me up. Go for it. End this episode. It's okay. So we finna close this episode up. I want to say shout out to you niggas and shout out to uh, Phantom Rome, who's no longer with us right now. He had to go to work for being a part of our first private live stream. Like I said earlier, we want to keep this going for future episodes. Uh, I hope that this is not difficult for me to produce in a process. 
Um, we'll see how that goes. I'll get back to you niggas on how easy or how hard this was. Um, that is it for this episode on Heroes. We talked about a lot of things. We already summed up the points. Um, I want everybody to think about them being a hero today. Uh, be a hero to yourself. There's been a lot of personal things going on in my life right now, and a lot of us don't take the time to really be heroes for ourselves, and we got to do that shit more often. Consider yourself and think about what a hero would be to you right now and be that person today. Even if it's as simple as going to Trader Joe's and getting you some peanut butter, chocolate, JoJo cookies, them bitches bussing. I'm about to see. I'm about to see. I'm taking, I'm taking myself out on a date this weekend. Congratulations. I, I never would have thought I would have heard that coming from you. Yeah, I'm, we I'm can talk about it after the pod. You know stuff. what they call that? What? Growth. So that's it. That's everything we got for this episode. Shout out to our patrons once again. Shout out to everybody who supports the show. Um, we finna get the fuck up out of here. That is all I really got for you niggas. Uh, yeah. The outro is happening. And until next time, we out. Super.